Hello, welcome to Spirit Life Applied, Season 4, Breaking Free, Episode 5, entitled The Trap Door, The Trap Door. Our text today is from Colossians 2, 6-10, and we referred to that in our first episode of this series, Breaking Free. But I want to read that to you again, because it is really important for us to understand what Paul is trying to communicate to us about how that we can be entangled in different traps. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. Beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. For in him, in Jesus, dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him, who is the head of all principality and power. Then I want to read to you from Genesis chapter 3, verse 5. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Jeremiah seventeen nine through 10 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart. I test the mind even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doings. Today, I want to talk to you about the trap door of your own heart. He warns us, Paul warns us in Colossians 2, 6-10, about philosophy and empty deceit. And I've shared with you a scripture from Genesis about the first sin that was ever committed when Eve saw the fruit Satan says oh has God said to you you can't do this or that and she says well he's told us we can't have this particular fruit from the tree of knowledge and good and evil and Satan's reply is well God knows If you do eat it, you'll be like him, knowing good and evil. This is the deception that often comes up in our thinking, in most philosophies in the world today, that we can be like God without God, that we can gain the knowledge of the world and what is perceived as good and evil and we can decide for ourselves without God what is good and what is not. You see, it's a temptation that will stay with us in almost every situation of life. Even as born-again believers, we can be deceived in believing that we can just follow the rules and be good by doing certain things and deceive ourselves 
into believing that we can be godly without God. We are saved by grace through faith. And he is instructing us to stay in that same grace and faith and let it always be according to God's will, empowerment, plan for us, according to the cleansing of his blood. We often hear philosophies from those around us, you know, that you have your truth, I have my truth. Teaching you to look out for yourself in every situation, always putting yourself first. These are rather humanistic type doctrines and philosophies, empty deceits that are coming at us from every direction and in every part of society including our own thinking sometimes, that we will defer to the position that we can fix ourselves and we don't really have to be led by the Spirit of God and be filled with the Spirit in order to conquer the flesh. I want to encourage you today, don't allow yourself to be deceived and fall into this trap door. My son, Ryan, is a firefighter and paramedic, and he went through quite a bit of training to become that. And I remember that one day after he had been in some training, he shared with me some of the things that he had to do. And one of those training exercises required him to be put in a maze uh, with the temperature being around 900 degrees and he had to crawl through uh, this tunnel of, of a maze, a tunnel in a maze that, that he would have to find the hose, the firefighter's hose, and let it be his lifeline to give him guidance. And then as part of the exercise, they would drop the floor out from underneath him, causing him to fall to another level. And you you can imagine, you know, uh, with having all the gear on and the air tanks and the mask and uh, everything that, they, that a firefighter has to have in the midst of a burning fire, how disorienting it would be to fall to another level and have to figure out where am I? How do I get out of here? What do I need to do? You know, and there was quite a bit of test in, in whether or not you can uh, learn to think in a moment of crisis. Well, we oftentimes are thrown off by the enemy trying to tempt us into falling into these traps mentally. And we allow ourselves to be caught off guard and we're all of a sudden we're on a different level and we, we're disoriented and don't know which way to go. And there are some foundational principles that we need to, to stay grounded in. You know, we're talking about how to break free from the things that Satan would try to bring in our lives. And, and, and Paul has taught us in our, our text, you know, that we need to be founded upon Jesus Christ and have a firm established place in him. My son would grab that that hose and it would be his guide. It was his lifeline 
to get him out of the maze. And as long as he paid attention to what he was being instructed to do through the intercom that was in his in his mask and the gauges that he was able to see inside of his mask that would tell him how much air he had in his tanks and he would be able to report back. Well, he was keeping watch over many things, but he was holding on to the lifeline. I want to encourage you today. Hold on to the lifeline that Jesus Christ is your source. His blood is what cleanses you. And the philosophy and thinking that you can be like God without God there to help you, without His Spirit to empower you, is like cutting off the very source that will keep you through the process. And God may allow you to fall to that lower level if you do not cling to Him and His truth. I trust that this teaching has helped you today, but I really want to encourage you to hang on to the understanding that I cannot be godly without God. No matter what I'm facing, no matter how much I've learned, even from scriptures, that I must have the Holy Spirit to empower me to walk out what the Word of God teaches that I must do. We don't want to get hung up or trapped again in the, in the net of liberalism or legalism. And we have to let Him be the source of all our strength. You know, this philosophy that Satan tempt, tempted Eve with saying, Oh, God knows you'll be like Him if you eat this fruit. You know, that, that's the thinking that we often fall prey to, and it's part of the humanistic philosophy that's out there in, in every type of uh, media, in every type of movie industry proclamation. It seems to be just everywhere you turn, in every meme on social media, in so many people's uh, ways of thinking, you know, that, that we are superior enough and we're gods to ourselves. The Bible often refers to the children of Israel that when they would get into wickedness, it was because everybody was doing what was right in their own eyes. The phrase, just follow your heart, is so popular today. But I just read you the scripture that said, the heart of man is exceedingly wicked. Who can know, know it? Even, even as Christians, we can be deceived by our own heart. If we're only following according to our feelings, the way we feel, and not according to what the Word of God says and what the Holy Spirit is guiding us to, we will fall prey. Such an important subject matter, and I'm very passionate about us, but we have to be careful that we don't create a, another version of God by coming up with our own methods and ways and deceiving ourselves into thinking that we are doing what is right because we're following our heart. If what we say or what we are doing, our lifestyle that we've entered into doesn't line up with God's word, then that opinion needs to be thrown aside. And if we are serving ourselves by saying, well, I'm just going to follow my heart and do this or that, we are not serving God at all, but we have become a God to ourselves and we've fallen prey to this thinking, I can be godly without God. 
this philosophy teaches that humanity and the universe and all that exists consists only of matter and energy shaped into the present from form by natural physical forces and impersonal chance. It teaches that humans have not been created by a personal God, but are a product of a random process of evolution. It rejects belief in a personal, all-powerful, and infinite God, and denies that the Bible is God's inspired revelation to the human race. It claims the knowledge does not exist apart from human discovery, and that human reason determines corrects, correct ethics. This makes human beings the highest authority. It seeks to modify or improve human behavior through education, economic policies, organization, redistribution of resources, modern psychology, or human wisdom. It teaches that moral standards are not absolute, but instead are relative. Standards of behavior are determined by what makes people happy, brings them pleasure, or seems good for society according to the goals set by its leaders. As a result, biblical values and morality are rejected. It considers human self-fulfillment satisfaction and pleasure to be the highest good in life. It maintains that people should learn to cope with death and difficulties in life without belief in or dependence on God. I know some of you right now are struggling with what I'm saying because you've been inundated with this philosophy and it has probably got a grip in your mind in some form or fashion. But it is not according to the Word of God, and it is not what God wants for us. We are not saved by our own methods and ways. We are saved by grace through faith, and Jesus is our source of life. The philosophy of humanism began with Satan in an expression of Satan's lies that humans can be like God without God. And the, the Bible identifies it as humanists as those who have exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshipped and served created things rather than the Creator. Look up Romans 1 and 25. We must become diligent in fighting against these philosophies that are eating away at the very core of our salvation. And they are the trap door within our own hearts that can be easily infiltrated. Romans 1, 20 through 32. 2 Corinthians 10, 4 through 5. 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 10. Jude 1, 4 through 20. 1 Corinthians 1, 20. 2 Peter 2, 19. These are all scriptures I want you to look up and begin to see what I am talking about today. I'm exposing one of the greatest, one of the greatest forms of delusion, 
philosophies of men that entraps you. It's the trap door that Satan wants to get to you with. A lot of my notes today, I have been taken from the Fire Bible, the commentaries that I, I'm using for some of my notes. So I just want to make note of that. Just want to encourage you, check out what the Word of God has to say and understand that you can't be godly without God. And these, this type of thinking must be dealt with at the most basic level in our heart. And we must root out any kind of foundation that says, I can fix myself and turn to Jesus as the source. Hang on to that lifeline. Just like my son had to make sure he found the host in order to get through the maze. You've got to hold on to the lifeline of Jesus and his blood that washes whiter than snow. God bless you today.